The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Sag those tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGP on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code SGPN. And, of course, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog. Pick them in college or NFL. Went up to 20 times the amount in just one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research uh, that platform that goes from parlays, the player props, to game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smetter, smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. Everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Week one, almost in the books. We got one final game this evening in the AFC East between the Buffalo Bills and New York Football Jets. But, hey, 15 games in the book in week number one, and we are here to recap all of them and look ahead to week three to get ahead on some of these lines early and often. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Ryan McIntyre, a.k.a. Moneyline Mac. And joined each and every episode. He's here, man. Uh, he is the old-fashioned football, a.k.a. J-Mark football. J-Mark, we, uh, week one's in the books. I know you, you, you want to forget about it already. <laughs> it was a rough weekend, man. Um, I've seen things on scrolling on the socials about uh, grown men will let uh, one day of football ruin their entire week, but... I've seen plenty of other people let Grey's, An- Grey's Anatomy ruin their week. So don't criticize me. My week was ruined. Uh, I'm tired of getting my hopes up and the heartbreak of these Chicago Bears that played like ass. Tired of it, but, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to uh, RD. J. Mark already scared the chat. I ain't scared. I know we sucked. Um, <laughs> one of the best comments uh, from commentating, Greg Olson, former Chicago Bear, was talking about how the Bears need to get a winning culture going. And he said, sometimes the best way of doing that is by winning. Thanks, Greg. Thanks. That's very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very little, as uh, as they say. But, hey, man, it's uh, it's only one. It's, it, there's plenty of season left, but it it did. It was heartbreaking watching them just get absolutely annihilated by the same team once again, even though the guy that was – that tormented them for 20, 30 years is now, or I guess 20 years. The other guy also played for the Jets. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I digress. Let's uh, let's start it off. Let's, let's recap. We're going to go each and every game, all 15 games. We'll lead it off on Thursday night where the Detroit Lions go in to Arrowhead, get a win, get ahead in the win column, 21-20. J. Mark, uh, are the Lions for real? 
I don't know if the Lions are for real or if Kansas City's just in trouble. They did not look good at all. Um, you talk about Andy Reid being one of the best coaches in the NFL. That team did not look prepared. They did not look well coached. There were some dumb decisions, and maybe maybe that was on Matt Nagy's part. Maybe they're cursed by Matt Nagy now. But, uh, yeah, I just thought Kansas City looked terrible with the drops. Nobody seemed to be on the same page. Like, they talked about how Kadarius Toney had a receiver crossing in front of him, and that that threw him off. Like, did you not run these fucking routes in practice? You knew a receiver's crossing in front of you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I thought this was more a testament to Kansas City looked not prepared and not ready, but Detroit was feisty. I mean, they, they played how you think Dan Campbell wants them to play feisty, gritty, and uh, got the job done. Yeah. I, I, I was impressed with the way that they were able to run the ball at the end of the game, uh, bleed out that clock. I thought Jameer Gibbs, a rookie really popped. Uh, yeah, they got to figure out some things. Uh, I know, I know I don't want to overreact to week one, but offensively with those weapons, they got to figure something out with Tony because, uh, he was atrocious. That was the worst game I've seen an individual play. I mean, just the drops. Um, he, I mean, the one drop led to a pick six. That That's what changed yeah. the whole momentum. Kansas City was going down, in my opinion. I thought they were getting ready to go put him away. But anyway, um, the Lions go to 1-0. The Chiefs go to 0-1. Um, Detroit has a hungry Seattle team that, that lost yesterday. And Kansas City's got to go down to Jacksonville, which you know they've had that one circled. Um, looking at the over-under was set at this game, at, I believe, at 52, so way under. Obviously, Detroit wins and wins it on the money line. So we'll see if these lines are going to be covering machines again here, J-Mark, this year. Yeah, it's very possible. I would also like to point out, when we gave out our DraftKings ad, one of the uh, props I gave out was David Montgomery. Anytime touchdown at plus yeah. 105, he got in the end zone there, cashed it. Indeed, he did. Yeah, no, good, great win, Lions. Let's see if they can keep it going with the Seahawks on deck. Moving along to the next game, we got the Atlanta Falcons. A, the ATL just punches Carolina in the mouth, grinds it out 24-10. to 10, Another under. Uh, the unders were good in week one. Uh, I think the headline here, that rushing attack's pretty good in Atlanta, J-Mark, don't you think? Yeah, I do think so. Um, and not just, I mean, I know everybody was so excited about Bajan, and he looked good, of course, but, uh, you know, I kept saying, both of us, Miranda and I kept saying on old-fashioned football, don't forget about Tyler Algier. I got him as a steal in a lot of drafts, and look at the day he had. He's still going to be very involved. They're going to run the shit out of this ball. Um, but the pass catchers, you can't trust them. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. I mean, they're the same people. He, this is just a run game, though. And this this Atlanta team, they're going to run it down your throat, and they're going to do it very well. Yes, they are. And I, I thought uh, they just wore them out. They were the more physical yeah. team. They won the trenches. Bryce Young in his rookie debut finishes 20-38 for 150. I, I, I'm, I'm not high on this Carolina team from a skill set position. Um, but you mentioned Algier Al and uh, Bijan. <laughs> I almost said Brian Robinson. Bijan <laughs> Robinson. That that's a good little one-two combo there. They both average over five yards a carry. Atlanta moves on to one and zero. Carolina zero and one. Atlanta's got a big one next week. They go. Uh, they have another home game, and it's going to be against the Green Bay Packers. So kind of look ahead. Uh, that's almost at a pick. And then Carolina gets their home opener on Monday Night Football. Um, 
yeah, it, interesting spot. Carolina back to the wall already. Another divisional game, but nevertheless, Atlanta covers. Game stays under. Speaking of a game that uh, was easily under, that was Baltimore and Houston. Houston, <laughs> Houston looked bad offensively, man. Um, and, and honestly, Lamar didn't look that good either. They kind of just knew that they were going to win this game because they're more, they have more talent and. Once they got that three-score lead, I feel like they just bleeded that clock. What were your takeaways from this game other than boring? Yeah, real quick, shout-out to RD. Don't write off Atlanta pass catchers yet, except minus next week against the Pack. Um, they, they won't need that. The Bears could run the ball on the Packers, so Atlanta won't need the pass catchers. They're going to run it down their throats. Uh, this game was, was interesting because you, you didn't see Lamar shine like everybody expected. The, the Baltimore, their offense didn't look great either, but it was good enough to get the job done against a, a Houston team that is struggling to kind of find themselves with all these young players, all these new pieces. Um, it's going to take them some time, but, you know, I, I wasn't impressed by either team, even though Baltimore won 25 to 9, wasn't impressed at all. And, uh, yeah, RD got a good point. Are they calling about Taylor today? Um, J.K. Dobbins out for the season with Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Born Achilles, that hurts. They do have Melvin Gordon. Jim Harbaugh said they're comfortable with Gordon, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill, but we'll see if they decide to make any other moves there. I was going to say that that's probably one of the biggest headlines here is that J.K. Dobbins unfortunately blows out his Achilles again, and he's going to miss the rest of the year. But it, Baltimore, they just can't stay healthy. There's something about yeah. – that team, they just struggle to stay healthy. Seems like it's the same thing again. Um, but they go to one and zero. They cover, and unfortunately, we gave out the Texans. Uh, we were on the Texans side, so um, and another game stays under. So so far, three and zero to the unders, and make it four in a row because Cleveland just dragged Cincinnati into the wet mud on yesterday and just beat the hell out of them. That was never a game. That was a mismatch no. in the trenches from from the first snap. I honestly, I don't know why they played Joe Burrow if he was going to look like that. He's he's not healthy right now. Yeah, agreed. And you you were all over this one. Got this one right. I was on Cincinnati. I thought yeah. they would uh make Cleveland look bad, but you said it, it was all in the trenches. Cause even again, aside from Nick Chubb, I wasn't super impressed with how the Browns looked on offense, Agreed. but it was just a football is one in the trenches. I've said that for a long time. Um, and I'm not the only one, obviously that has said it a lot of, a lot of analysts have told you football is one in the trenches and Cleveland proved that that's the case because that's where they won this game. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I thought Chubb was awesome. I didn't think Deshaun Watson was that good. Um, no. A headline out of this, unfortunately, for uh, for the Browns is – why am I drawing on his name? Um, starting left tackle is out for the year. He blew out his knee. Um, so that that's going to be a concern because this offensive line is really, really good. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. Joe Burrow, I mean, 130 yards passing, 14 to 31. It was not his day. Um Conklin, yes, Conklin, yes. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on. He's he's a beast. So that's a big loss for Cleveland going forward. But I I trust the depth of Callahan in that system. So one and zero for the Browns. Zero and one for the Bengals. They just continue to uh, beat up on Joe Burrow. I think five and one is what the Browns are now. So yeah, it's the last team Joe Burrow wants to play. Cincinnati. They got Baltimore next week. So back to the wall. You don't want to go zero and two. Cleveland. 
will go to Pittsburgh, a team that got absolutely shellacked yesterday. Uh, yeah. Monday Night Football seems like a good spot that will back Tomlin. But uh, we'll get into those games here in a minute. But first, we got to talk about DraftKings because football's back in full swing with another week of epic games all season long. And who's got you covered on the action of every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any any NFL game to win $200 instantly. Nobody's missing out on the action. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers in every game in this September. Um, get in on the NFL action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-522-GAMBLER.NET or just get over there to DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, state-specific uh, responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. And we're also brought to you by Game Time because you got to buy tickets uh, to get to all these NFL games this year. It's, it's an Tickets are expensive. There's no doubt about it. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sporting, music, comedy, and any theaters near you. Killer deals up to the last minute right before stressing over tickets and getting you hyped to have all the fun you need. You shouldn't be worried about ticket prices when you want to go to a game. You just want to get there, um, enjoy the game, not get caught in traffic, have a couple cold beers and maybe a hot dog, whatever you want to eat that day. But you shouldn't be worried about the, the, the ticket prices, especially with inflation. So they got flash deal, last-minute tickets, easy way to find it. Images of where you're going to sit so that you're not at the freaking uh, um, constructed or um, what, what, what's the term where you're uh, restricted view where they put you behind the pole in, in section 303. Dan, Daniel Snyder move right there. But hey, just get over there, snag the tickets without the stress in the game. Download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms again apply, create an account, redeem code SGPN, $20 off. Download game time, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Moving along in the slate here, Jay Mark, and week number one in the National Football League. All right, we got an over finally. Jacksonville, oh, man, I felt like Indy was the right side in this one. I like Indy <laughs> you had the lead. that way because you picked that. Yeah, <laughs> they had the lead. They had the ball. And then, I mean, I'll give Jacksonville credit, man. Down the stretch, uh, Made big throws, big catches. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was good. He had weird fumble six. Uh, Scooped score. That was one of the weirder plays of the day. What did you think of this game? Interesting game. Yeah, very interesting. Two things really stood out at me, or to me. Um, Calvin Ridley is back. Mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley is back. And then Anthony Richardson looked way better than I expected. Um, did a pretty decent job spreading the ball around. I... I thought he would struggle passing and I thought they would just rely on a run game, but they, they let him sling it and he did all right. So um, in fact, had one of the better performances out of rookie quarterback. So that's interesting to me. And if Indy can build on that momentum, um, it'll definitely be, be interesting there. So shout out to I, LG. How about yeah. them Cowboys? No, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's disgusting, but they did look good. Then I'll tell you what, Texas football and, and the Cowboys, they it's a good weekend if you're a Longhorn and Cowboy front runner fan. They uh they, they had sure. quite the weekend there. Um 
I thought Richardson looked good too. I I thought for the most part he wasn't overwhelmed by the moment. I thought he he completely he put his position team in position to win. Went down with an injury late. Minshew couldn't get him in at the last second for a cover, which I was pissed about. Um, but yeah, no good win for Jacksonville. Like I said, they got uh, Kansas City on deck, so that's a cover for for Jacksonville. In the first over that hits, and then Indy, I think they have Houston next week. Yeah, they'll go to Houston next week, and so the battle of the toilet bowl there um, between Indy and Houston. <laughs> no offense, Moon off. All right, <laughs> we had a live dog in week one, and that was Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Vikings proved that they're frauds. They, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't lose this as your opener. I know it's week one, not going to overreact, but weird game. Uh, uh, Kirk Kirk had a big interception that led to some points for Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, man, maybe they they've been talking all offseason that they thought they were better than whatever the general public was giving them credit for. What do you think of old Baker led uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, J. Mark? Yeah, I mean, shout out to us in our uh, money uh, money line. Round yeah. robin parlay. This is the one game we hit. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I know the game. I probably had the least confidence in, but um, yeah. I mean, this it was interesting because this opened with Vikings as a seven point favorite. It closed with them as a four point favorite. So that line movement was interesting to me to see how much it came down. And uh, I think the Vikings just proved that last year they got really lucky. And I think Tampa. I think they're going to be able to push teams around a little bit or at least push them. They're not going to be a cakewalk because I think Baker is going to be able to sling it to guys like Evans and Godwin. And, uh, yeah, I think they might be better than advertised. I was a little higher on them than the market, I felt like. And yeah. it's hard to tell just from this one game to see if if Minnesota is just way overrated from last year or if Tampa is underrated this year. So need a couple more weeks, but – same old Vikings. They play close games, and Kirk doesn't always get it done. No, and, and and Minnesota's got no time to feel sorry for themselves. They got to go to Philly on Thursday night. So quick turn, and they're staring at zero and two right in right right in the face. So um, Tampa Bay, they for week number two. Tampa Bay goes Bears. Oh yeah, they do have the Bears, and that had some line movement there, so maybe maybe a little overinflation. We take the Bears here, J. Mark, but. We'll give out those picks on Wednesday. Um, yeah, in uh, Minnesota, I mean, 11-0 and or whatever it was in, in one-score games, they lose their first one. Justin Jefferson's an animal, though, I will say that. Um, I mean, he, yeah. had, he had like 200 yards yesterday. I know. I you know I was never sold on Alexander Madison, though, and I'm, I'm wondering if that lack of run game or a, a runner like Dalvin Cook is going to hurt the Vikings this year. Yeah, no, I, I I think there's a lot to that, and, and Zadarius Smith. I think they're they're missing some pieces, so we will we will talk about their game uh, against Philly coming up here soon. But uh, moving along here, interesting game, ugliest game probably of the one o'clock window slash most exciting. New Orleans wins sixteen fifteen, just like we all predicted. Uh, Vrabel <laughs> kicks a field goal to cover the number. Another under hits. Uh, what'd you take? What'd you take away from uh, this ugly game? Tannehill was atrocious. He was, and fuck Vrabel for kicking that field goal. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, he's playing for the cover. Yep. Um, yeah. No, Tannehill was really bad, and it was interesting to me that 
Malik Willis was the backup. I'm curious how long it'll be until we see Will Levis leading that team. The the Saints, they, you know, they were up and down. I thought it might take them a couple games to get kind of rolling with Carr there, but for the most part, I think I think the Saints are going to be a good team, even if it is these lower scoring, gritty games like this that they end up winning. Um, and fifteen to sixteen, I know that's a little high scoring for Colby, but I felt like this is a game he would have enjoyed. Oh yeah, football's back outside of it being in a dome. Um, right. What do you true. think of Derek Carr? What do you think of Carr in his debut? I think he did all right. He's got yeah. uh, needs to get things going a little bit um, better with his receivers, but. You know, I made Rashid Shahid relevant. He targeted him quite a few times. I was surprised at that. I thought Alave would eat with Carr throwing to him, and he did. And we had the return of Michael Thomas, five catches for 61 yeah. yards and not injured yet. Um, so, I mean, it was it, as much as you don't want to see people injured, it was a surprise to me to see him come back and, and have a decent game. I agree. I was I was I was impressed with Michael Thomas. That's a pivotal piece if they want to go where some people are projecting them to go. And I I keep looking at their schedule, man. They're favored in like every game. So I think the Saints, that's why the Saints are a trendy pick. Um moving along with these two teams next week, Tennessee has LA coming to town. So battle two oh and ones and then um oh yeah, Saints go Monday night in Carolina. So interesting spot there. Um, all right, next up, and we were dead wrong on this game, my man. San Francisco, wow. Yeah, I mean, Rod's Rod's not here. Shout out to Rod. Rod would be – he is smiling today because they just took Pittsburgh behind the woodshed and just beat the hell out of them. That was yeah. never a game. No. No, this one shocked me. Of course, I picked him as my dog. I think you had him as your lock. Yeah. Is that, yeah, and – I don't know what happened um, at home with Mike Tomlin opening the season. This was shocking. Pickett looked terrible. All that hype in the offseason of Pickett and Pickens and Johnson. Now, Deontay yeah. Johnson did get injured, but still, it, they just looked terrible. Najee Harris got nothing going, basically. Um, I feel like they, they stopped using him, and they started going with Jalen Warren too soon. It, it was just I don't know what to make of this. Is is San Francisco really this good? I mean, I know they got a lot of pieces. You know, if you look at total money, they have some of the highest paid players in tight end, running back, offensive, defensive lines. But are they this good, or is Pittsburgh going to be this bad? I think it's more San Francisco. I I, I think Brock Purdy might be he might be the guy. Like I, yeah. I know he showed flashes last year, but it's like all right, let's see it again. He, I mean, he was. Avoiding sacks, uh, making throws on the run. I was like, man, he looks like he's in midseason form. Usually, we see the Niners start slow. Christian McCaffrey yeah. looked explosive. I think this is more about how good the Niners are um, than the Steelers. I think the Steelers will get back back right. They have started slow in the last couple of years. I know they they will pick off a usually a week one upset, but it wasn't going to happen this year, I guess. But Anyway, I mean, San Francisco looks like they are, are back in form, healthy now at the quarterback position. They do not miss Trey Lance, I can tell you that. They <laughs> uh, they go to L.A. next week, and then obviously Pittsburgh has the other Monday night, so there's two Monday night games next week. Um, and they're going to be looking to bounce back against those Cleveland Browns. So we will talk about it on the other side because first got to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter with the NFL season. Uh, Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platforms 
of parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, NBA, NBA and MLB, and even soccer uh, with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea with Hall of Fame Best Revolutionary Parlay Optimizer tool to hit uh, – Hit, make sure you hit the rates of uh, any broken leg as well as expected uh, win probability of the entire parlay, that is. Sort all the parlays and players by the hit rate for any bet to learn which uh, players are hot and which ones have the best value going into that week. Stop betting in the dark. Over 30,000 users researching with the Hall of Fame to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the app. Uh, visit hofbets.com use the promo code sgpm 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning hall of fame bets today and of course we're brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog has a great way to play alongside your favorite nfl team all season long with their fantasy pick them and uh you can do two to five players select which one will go higher or lower sunday's Watching the games, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by just going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and you can win real money. Jay Mark, do you have any props that you're looking at in the Monday night game tonight? Are you looking to back Josh Allen here, or are you uh, looking to fade your buddy Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> well, I threw together a five-pick parlay, which on an underdog pays 20 times the money. There and I go. got they're running a promo, Aaron Rodgers, over half of a yard. I'm pretty sure he'll get that. And uh, rather than going with everybody's favorite, Garrett Wilson, I went with Alan Lazard, his buddy from Green Bay, over 36 and a half receiving yards. Greg Zerline, Greg the leg, over one and a half field goals made. And then for the Bills, I think Josh Allen's going to be running for his life. So I got him at 36 and a half rushing yards and James Cook, 43 and a half rushing yards, both over 20 times your money. You bet $10, you get 200. You can't beat it. Get over there and bet it now. Get over there. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use the sign-up code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That is a reminder, the Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're back on the NFL Gambling Podcast, talking NFL Week 1. All right, hey, hail the Redskins, baby, 1-0. <laughs> Uh, found a way at uh, 20 to 16. I think it was beyond ugly. It kind of was the game I had forecasted that <laughs> they're not going to run away from every, anybody. Um, I can never lay seven points with Ron Rivera. So, but Hey man, a win's a win. It could be the Vikings and, and, and you could be sitting here at zero and one. Uh, what'd you think of Sam Howell in his debut? I think he, he a little up and down. <laughs> Yeah, a little up and down, but I, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to do good for the team. I liked his uh, ability to move around a little bit um, yeah. and spread the ball around. I mean, if you look at it, Curtis Samuel, five catches, Logan Thomas, four, Jahan Dotson, five. Scary Terry, only two, but I think that was more of the defense making sure they accounted for him. So, And, you know, coming back from that turf toe as well. So I, I liked how he spread the ball around. He didn't target just one guy. He moved it around, and, um, but – more so, I love the fact that Brian Robinson was the guy for them. Um, I just, I'm always high on this guy. I was high on him all off season. I got him for just dirt cheap in a bunch of different fantasy football leagues. So I was excited to see him carry the rock for 19 times for 59 yards and also get in the end zone with a, a catch there. So, and Antonio Gibson back to fumbling. Yeah. 
That was the big headline I was going to say. And, and how can you not like B-Rob? The guy got fucking shot, and he's already back. So unlike Chase Young, and that's a different story. But uh, Washington's D-line, man, they're, even without Chase Young, John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, I mean, yeah. I, I, what, did, what did Arizona finish total yardage-wise? So, yeah, 200 yards offensively, and I think they had a bunch just in the first half. I, I don't remember them like getting a first down in the second half. It was more so Washington was just turning the ball over and losing the turnover battle, and that's why Arizona was able to cover that. Um, another under squeaked by there, 36, and uh, shout-out to Ron for not kicking the field goal there to go up seven. <laughs> Elected to punt. I like it. He, you know, he's giving me my cover and my team a win. 1-0, let's go. Uh, on to Denver for the Skins. Uh, Arizona, they uh, they got the Giants. Who <laughs> maybe maybe that's not going to be a hard game. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the Giants here in a minute. But all right, that's the last game in the early window. Unfortunately, we got to move along into the late window. And Green Bay and Chicago. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to hand it right to you. I don't have much uh, analysis on this game. It, the analysis is that the the Bears' offensive line sucks. Their defense sucks. Um, I, I'm just going to say that they all suck until they they prove otherwise. Interesting. Jay Fields usually in the uh, in the post game, he's very like, "Hey, I did this. I did that," and he kind of got after his offensive line, saying they had too many pre snap penalties that put them in a bad position, which is true. They did. Um, too many holding penalties. So it was interesting to see him kind of throw them under the bus because that's not something he has done before. I don't know if he's just frustrated or what is going on there. But And then DJ Moore, they he was covered well. I'll give the Packers that. But they got to find ways to get him involved more. They didn't give up or they didn't make that trade and give up the first pick to get him for nothing. They got to get him involved. Shout out to the Packers. Didn't miss a beat with Jordan Love coming in for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, for the Packers' sake, hopefully Aaron Jones' hamstring injury is not a big deal. He pulled up on that touchdown there. Yeah, um, that, That'll be a huge loss because A.J. Dillon did not look as explosive, did not look as good. So if Jones ends up missing some games, that is going to hurt the Packers. But um, I think just – I'm not overreacting, but this is more of the Bears sucked that rather than the Packers were good. What's your take on Jordan Love yesterday? Just efficient, did his job. Yeah, did his job. I mean, I wouldn't say he was the best quarterback you saw on the field this Sunday. Um, he was def- he obviously looked like the best quarterback in that game, but yeah, um, yeah, he did his job. He moved the ball well. We had a bunch of blown coverage. I don't know how the fuck they let that tight end get so open, Hell just yeah. backpedaling to catch the ball. Um, now the the fan in me will still say there was a hold there by the offensive line. I mean, the def- the defensive tackles going after Love, and he's like this because he's being pulled <laughs> backwards. But whatever, it's over, it's done with. That that wouldn't have made a difference in eighteen points. So, yeah. Well, we'll see how the Bears respond because they go, what, they go to Tampa Bay. Green Bay's got to go to Atlanta, battle of two 1-0 teams. Takeaway, man, Green Bay just continues to dominate the Bears. It, it, it's they're, they're their daddy until further notice, unfortunately. <laughs> that game uh, hit the over. So what's that, the second game that hit an over here? Yeah. Uh, and here's another one that stayed under. Vegas, Jimmy G gets the win. Oh, the freaking the Broncos can't get out of their own way still. 
the still the same thing. If they could, if the if the Bear or Broncos could just score seventeen points, they would win all these games. <laughs> well, they didn't score seventeen again. They missed a big field goal. Oh man, well, good win for Jimmy and, and uh, yeah. McDaniel's. Yeah, for sure. Um, as soon as I uh, got the little notification, because I, I was watching the game on one of the screens, but not paying attention, got the notification, Jimmy G being evaluated for a concussion. It's like, oh, here we go. Jimmy's injured again. <laughs> no oh, I know. Guy. It was the first drive. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this Broncos team and Russell Wilson in general, I, I don't get it. I mean, he, he he's it's been a while since he's had his you know MVP type seasons, but he was still a competent quarterback at Seattle, and it's just like he went to Denver and is just yeah. a completely different guy. I don't I don't understand it. I'm I'm at a loss for for Denver. I, the yeah. passionate fan base just they're not getting it done. Russell, I mean Russell's I'm pulling up Russell's final stat line in this game. Um, 27 to 34. I mean, that's not bad. Two touchdowns, but you got to score more than 16 points against the Raiders. You got to find a way to finish yeah. drives. A lot of drives stalled out. Um, they had a missed extra point, which obviously uh, was impacted. Uh, it was a big impact in this game at the end. But the the story remains the same. Denver finds ways to lose. Uh, they got they got the skins coming to town. So we'll see if. Uh, might be a good spot actually to take the Broncos. Uh, I, I wish I wish Denver had won, but we'll see. Um, Vegas they go one and zero. They got to go to Buffalo, so they're going to be one and one. But hey, good win <laughs> Raiders. Way to get in the win column. All right, probably the game of the day. This Miami LA game was off the charts, and this was Insane. not an under. Tua Mania's back. Almost 500 passing yards, three touchdowns. He gets the better of his draft cl- classmate and Justin Herbert. Um, kind of like Denver, L.A. finds ways to lose games. That's 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 kind of my takeaway here. How about you, J. Mark? Yeah, agreed. And Tua, if he stays healthy, this is going to be a tough team to beat um, because they can outrace anybody as far as offense goes. Uh, I thought their defense was going to play better, but I thought Chargers' defense was going to play better too. You can't let Tua throw for 466 yards. That's insane. Um, 215 of those, of course, to Tyreek Hill, who said he's going to break all sorts of receiving records. Great start <laughs> for that. I mean, I know. <laughs> unbelievable. Jefferson are unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think both these teams are really good. I just, I think, like you said, the Chargers find ways to lose games. They got to correct that. Um, Otherwise, I do think both these teams are going to succeed this year. They're going to do well. They're going to be tough to play, and uh, anybody they're going to you're going to have to put up points against Miami because you can't keep up with them. Yeah, they're 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 just so fast with Waddle. Obviously, Tyreek. Tyreek was an animal. Um, interesting one. Miami's got to go to Foxborough next week, um, and LA's got to go to Tennessee. So we got some zero and one teams with their backs against the wall next week. Trying to avoid that death sentence of 0-2. Nobody wants to go 0-2 in the NFL. They talk about all those stats. Um, playoff chances when you go to 0-2 drop dramatically. Of course, the Giants are the one team that like is still ingrained in my mind that they beat the Skins in Week 3 and then went on to win the Super Bowl in the in the 2007 year. But you definitely don't want to start 0-2. You want to at least be able to get to, I think, through Week 4, 2-2. Stay in the hunt and then start playing better and better. Um 
this was an interesting game, and I feel like this was my dog on the graphic. And I, man, if they had just not started so slow, I I loved them in this game. Philly gets it done, twenty five twenty. Weird game. Philly goes out sixteen nothing like that, blink of an eye, and then just holds on for dear life. Um, what were your takeaways? I thought Mac Jones looked pretty good for the most part. Yeah, I did too. And shout out to to Philly. You know, my my new team. Done with the Bears. <laughs> We're just going to go with the Eagles here. Bandwagon. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, that helmet's for sale, too, if any Eagles fans are watching. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones did look good. I don't know if Mac Jones has ever had an NFL game where he's thrown the ball 54 times. He did it because Tom was in attendance. <laughs> he, right? He had to, yeah. had to show daddy up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 54 times, 216 yards, three touchdowns. If Mac Jones can continue to play like that, New England's going to be tough. Um, I do think they started slow, but you're right. If they hadn't started that slow, if the defense had been a little bit more on the ball at the beginning there and it wasn't 16 and nothing so quickly, this is New England's game. Yeah. So, um, And I think Philly, they need to really check themselves to make sure they can close games better than they did. I don't. I was not impressed with Philly. I mean, I good start, found a way to win a tough road game. I mean, that's but like comparing them, what I saw from Dallas and San Francisco, they did not look as sharp as those two other teams. Not even close. Hertz, Hertz was up and down yesterday too. I mean, he had yeah. a bad fumble late. He missed some throws. I, I think it's going to take a little bit with those new coordinators. I I don't know um, Philly, but hey, they got they they uh. They got a big one on Thursday night to try and get to 2-0. New England's got the Sunday night game. Um, it, yeah, uh, New England's got to find a way to beat a talented Miami offense or they're going to be 0-2. And then 0-2 with two home games is definitely not where you want to be. Um, Agreed. That, one, that's going to be – go ahead. I was going to say one other interesting thing for Philly for me here was, you know, in the offseason you bring in DeAndre Swift, you bring in Rashad Penny. Penny's a healthy scratch. Swift gets one carry. Yeah. And one catch. Um, and it's Kenny Gainwell that carries the load. That that was interesting to me. It was. And Zeke had the big fumble, too. So <laughs> he it's weird not seeing him in a Cowboys uniform. But for sure. Yeah, Zeke's got to be better because their defense is good. And I'm looking forward to watching that New England defense versus that Miami offense next week. Uh, this was a kind of a shocker just with the way that they beat them. Um, LA goes to Seattle and beats the shit out of them in the second half. Blows them out, beats them by three scores. Stafford, uh, Stafford looked like Stafford, didn't he? He did. Yeah, I think he's back. I think people, especially in the fantasy football community, were sleeping on Stafford and the fact that this is a guy that played for a shitty Detroit team but still could move the ball, you know, uh, down the field. Did it without Cooper Cup, obviously, which is also impressive. And Seattle, man, I thought they were going to just pick up and have a really good year just like they did last year, and they looked like shit, I thought. Geno did not look sharp. He had some good throws, but more often than not, it was like, what are you doing? Um, but maybe this is more of a credit to L.A.'s defense. We saw Geno running for his life from Aaron Donald screaming, oh, my God. Um, so... That's that's what you do, I guess, when Aaron Donald is about to hit you. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no, great, wild, wild, wild game. Uh, I did not see that coming. I thought it, it would be a close game. It always is, but if there was going to be one team to blow out somebody, I thought it would be Seattle blowing out LA. Maybe LA is being slept on. I know Sean was all over them. 
Um, all right. Well, that's another under that hits. I think, I think, yeah. The, oh, uh, unders went about what, uh, 11 and four yesterday, or mm-hmm. sorry, 10 and four. I mean, they, they rolled the final game, and this game stayed under, even though one team scored 40. Holy shit, Dallas looked good. Yeah, I I think I was trying to decide did Dallas look good or are the Giants the worst team? Um, yeah. They definitely, the Giants definitely made me feel better about being a Bears fan. So I will say that, like watching Dan Jones score a historic low quarterback rating and yeah. the Giants struggle, I'm like, well, it could be worse. I could be a Giants fan like Kramer is. Sorry, Kramer. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think this was a mix of that Dallas is looking very good on defense especially. I mean, the offense didn't have to do much. Um, If you look at the stats, I mean, Pollard stayed at, what, 70 yards. Dak Prescott really didn't throw for all that many compared to what we're used to, 143 yards. They didn't have to. This defense is just that good. And if this defense continues to play like that, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. If I told you Dak was going to throw for 140 yards – Pollard was only going to run for 70 yards. You'd be like, oh, what did they – and they won. You'd probably be like, all right, what did they win, like 13 to 10? Right. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they scored 40 points other than just uh, capitalizing off of Dan- Daniel Jones's uh, miscues. And then, obviously, the, the blocked field goal was a huge momentum swing to, right off that initial drive. So, um <laughs> LG in the chat, the giant giants and uh giants and uh bears are being compared to now. So, uh, <laughs> no time for uh the giants feel sorry for themselves. So they got the they're lucky actually that they got the Cardinals. They they need to get right, go out to Arizona, get a win. Dallas has a big one against uh the team tonight playing, and that is the New York Football Jets. So they will be looking to uh complete the New York sweep. Well, all right, that we just raced through fifteen. NFL week one games in, in about 45 minutes, some quick hitters. Now on this show, this is what I like about this show the best is because we're not going to look ahead to week two. Everybody's on to week two. We're going to look at week three and we're going to see if we can pick out some values, see if we can get some CLV because Rod and I were all over that last year. Um, all right, let's go to week three and what game catches your mind, J Mark? Right off the bat, I'm pulling up the games right now. I got week two still pulled up. Yeah, I'll start um, with my first pick here, Chargers versus Vikings. Chargers only have one and a half. Um, Of course, they lost to uh, the Dolphins there by two, but these are two teams that can find ways to lose close games. I just think this number is too low for the Chargers because I I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to – Put that much up on them, like the Vic or sorry, like the Dolphins did. So getting under two points, I, I like the Chargers side on this one. I think the Vikings are are in for a bad year. Yeah, no, I I I, I like that one as well. Uh, I'll go to uh, which one do I want to go to first? I'll go to this one. I'll go to Cleveland, and yeah, Cleveland looked good. But I also know Tennessee's a physical team. This is two physical teams that want to run the football. I see Tennessee at plus four and a half. I think that thing will come down to closer to a field goal. And I will look to back the Titans here, um, uh, getting that many points in Cleveland. What is your second one? We'll We'll give out six that we think will move between now and then. All right. Uh, Second one here. 
New Orleans plus one and a half, even after getting that, that <laughs> gross win. Green Bay, I think, are inflated because of how they looked against the Bears. Um, I just I like getting New Orleans in the points. I think this is going to be closer to a pick 'em, or New Orleans might even be two and zero and favored going into that game in Week Three. So I like getting New Orleans in plus one and a half right now. I like that. Um, I'll go. I'll go to Miami. I'll go to Miami. Yep. They're laying three and a half against Russell Wilson and Denver. First time Denver will hit the road. I think that thing will close if Miami looks sharp once again. I think that thing will close five, six, maybe even get touch maybe six and a half, seven. So grab the Dolphins right now. <clears throat> yep, I had that one on my list here as well. So I'll pivot and I will go with – let's go with Pittsburgh. Only catching one against Las Vegas because they just got blown out by the 49ers and Vegas yeah. just got a win. I think both those games were fluky. I think Pittsburgh just played a very, very good and very well-coached San Francisco team, and I think Las Vegas got lucky playing a really bad Broncos team. So I, I expect Pitt to be favored by three by week three. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It, Pitt, Pitt, that's a good spot for Pittsburgh. All right, final one, and you know it's disgusting, but I'll, I'll go Dallas. I, they're only they're only laying seven against Arizona. I know it's in Arizona, but there will be just as many Cowboy fans. I think that thing will go close to f- fourteen points by the time we get to that for kickoff. My only concern there is that seems like the game kind of RD mentioned Mike McCarthy with fool's gold. It seems like the game oh, yeah. fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. But from a CLV standpoint, closing line I value, agree, yeah, yeah, like I think I. I think you could get a nice middle here where you could get grab the Cardinals back at 13 or 12 and a half, whatever it might be. So, but you know, you know, you're going to have to pay the tax if you want to take uh, the cowgirls. So for sure, All right, man, we did it. We made it through week one in the national football league. We're looking ahead to week three already before we get into week two uh, on Wednesday. Uh, tell, J Mark, tell everybody where to find you. I know it's Monday night, so you got a show upcoming here tonight, right? Yeah, we'll be live, old-fashioned football. Go to youtube.com backslash at old-fashioned football. Live tonight at 6 o'clock, talking about week two waivers and a lot of other stuff, injury report, all that kind of good stuff. Um, otherwise, follow me on the X at jmarkfootball. Throw up the X, yeah. And you can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. And like you said, get over there to old-fashioned football because this is the most important week for the waiver wire. It's the first time you get a chance to get all these guys. So get over there. Go follow at jmarkfootball. Um, find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Go check out the college experience, Big 12 experience. We got it all going on. College football's rolling. We'll see you Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Good luck with your Monday night football bets or parlays that J-Mark gave out. And let it ride. Mm-hmm.